More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Going Green. As always, we appreciate it. A real quick shout out to our sponsor, Triwa. Triwa is a watch company that creates watches made from recycled plastic and deconstructed metal from guns. Uh, they're doing awesome things. They are my favorite watch company. I wear a lot of watches, I collect watches, and I have not taken off my watch from them since I received it, it's amazing. So if you are looking for a cool watch with a good cause uh, or as a gift, check out Triwa, triwa.com. They are an amazing company and let's get right back to that amazing content. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Going Green. Excited for our guest today, Dave Epstein. He has an amazing background in um, all types of climate change, sustainability, renewable energy. So we're gonna dive in with him today learn about his background, what he's working on, and what he's passionate about. So Dave, thank you for uh, being here today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dylan. Nice to meet you, and this should be fun. Yeah, so you've, you're, you're doing a lot, honestly. I know you are um, working with Stanford. Uh, you're an investor. You're a coach. You've started and run companies. So tell us a little bit about your background and where your passion comes from when it comes to sustainability. Yeah, sure. That's great. Uh, yeah, so I'm an engineer by training, actually. So an electrical engineer. I used to design computers a million years ago and such, and uh, got into small companies, larger companies, then came out to Silicon Valley, was probably now in six or seven startup companies, an entrepreneur, as a founder, as a CEO, as an executive, all different kinds of roles. Um, in technologies, and in uh, 2001, I joined a venture capital firm uh, investing in uh, technologies, as you might expect. Um, and after uh, about 2002 or three, um, when it, we went through a crisis and a, a dot dot bust, if you want, if you will, um, and people stopped investing in in high technology kinds of things, um, I started looking at clean tech. And the idea of instead of investing in things that um, uh, use electricity and power, uh, how about on the supply electricity and power from the green side of things? So that's kind of in, as a VC, I started uh, getting very interested in it, starting investing in solar and LEDs and things that would be in the clean area. And um, since then, uh, I, I stayed as a VC for a while until the 2008 uh, crisis when nobody invested in anything. Um, and uh, then moved on into uh, doing some uh, coaching of some companies. I moved out to Sweden and ran the solar company for a couple of years um, in, a, in a very, uh, very high-technology research kind of um, moving into the development area of uh, solar. Um, and I also teach in uh, business schools. Uh, I teach at the University of San Francisco and, and such um, in entrepreneurship. And as you mentioned, I joined, a, I was a fellow over at uh, Stanford University studying uh, ethics, and, but ethics of both uh, uh, business and social and environmental ethics, uh, because I really did feel like this is the place where we need to 
kind of fix our world into focusing on ethical issues, including those of environmental and, uh, and social issues. So, um, and that's what I continue to do right now. Man, that's amazing. Like that is, and like, that is honestly the career path that I'm, I'm fascinated by and something that I want to pursue too, both just in the, the entrepreneurship, the investor side working, you know, as the business owners, executives, advising people, um, what has been, you know, you've done so much, what has been in your opinion, some of the more prouder moments that you've experienced throughout your career? Oh boy, there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of them as, as you might guess, when you're, when you're in venture capital and you're uh, in advising, you see a lot of great companies that come and come, come and go, and, and uh, some of them. So I think that um, uh, I guess my my most proud moments are really um, not so much the big exits that you have, where all of a sudden you get an IPO and you have lots of money and that kind of stuff. That's all great and 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 good and fun and such. But really, the my more proud moments are the starting of the companies. Really, it's of encouraging students uh, to go out and, and do something um, and in getting these entrepreneurs uh, uh, to actually focus on a big problem and solve something that is going to change the world in a better way. And so I really am proud of, of companies that start and, and I don't actually, uh, yes, it's great if they're successful, but it, it, successful in my opinion is doing something you love, advancing the state of the art, whether the company itself is successful or not, is not as important as actually doing things that um, will either be successful on its own or uh, be something that somebody else can take to market and to uh, increase the, you know, the efficiencies or the, or the livelihoods of, of everyone in the, in the business. So it's, uh, a little different than than picking about you know uh, so proud that Tesla went public okay that's great and everything like that but it's more you know in that case it's more that that electric cars have become um, more of a norm than as a weird company that started out by Elon Musk somewhere you know that's that it, it's less important about the personality and about that than about what has actually post uh, transpired transposed since. Um, transpired since that actually was created so yeah i i could not agree more i mean as a as an entrepreneur myself um not to toot my own horn or, or your horn but i do think you know people who take the risk of starting their own businesses especially in something like clean tech or renewable energy um it takes you know a lot of uh you know you got to be pretty bold and you really have to kind of put yourself out there and some businesses succeed. I've started other businesses that failed miserably, but honestly, you know, like you mentioned, um, it's not about, obviously it's great to succeed, but even from the failures that I've had for my businesses that didn't, you know, go anywhere, I learned a lot, you know, and with every failure I learned and I ultimately applied it to my next goal, my next vision, my next business. And that's when you see, you know, those little losses turn into little wins and the little wins turn into bigger and bigger wins. Um, so that's cool to hear. What uh, what's sort of one piece of advice that you could give to someone who maybe is on sort of the brink? They have an idea, they want to start an idea, or they want to start a business, but they don't really know what that sort of first step to take is. Like, what direction would you point them in? Well, uh, so in in self serving a little bit, <laughs> go go start taking 
courses, first of all, in, uh, in entrepreneurship. I mean, my, my feeling is uh, when you're ready to start a company, um, do a lot of reading about what it takes to start a company. Uh, there's, you know, there's some people who say, oh, don't, you know, you don't need to go to school. You just need to start something. Um, and and uh, so this is why I say it's a little self-serving because I teach. Um, but I'll tell you that as, a, as an investor, and I've invested in many, many companies, um, I look for people who actually have a plan on where they're going. And so um, the best thing to do is to sit down and, uh, and write down what it is that you want to do. Write down what it is, the assumptions that you're making, and then start testing those assumptions. So the idea of writing a business plan is an important thing to do. Um, I know that everybody wants to take shortcuts, and there's, uh, there are some ways of doing that that, that is um, more of these uh, business plan canvases, which is uh, kind of a, a way of modern looking at it. And those are great. You sit down and you, you, you can plan out, okay, these are my customers. These are the people that I'm trying to uh, serve. This is the kind of market I'm going into. These are my competitors. This is what kind of supply chain that I need. Here's how much money I might need to do that. Uh, all those things are good hints to begin to write down how do you do each one of those things. So it's really a planning mechanism. It's uh, go read a couple books, go take a couple courses on business planning, um, and, and then start doing it. Um, one of the biggest things that we all recommend is talk to people. So it's wonderful me talking to you because I really enjoy learning about new ideas, new ways of doing things. You're starting it. You've been running a, a business for a while, but you meet a lot of startup people. You meet a lot of entrepreneurs and, and CEOs. I can learn something from you. I can ask you specific questions. So the idea is go out and talk to people that might be able to give you some insight not to ask them for anything more than just sit down and talk to me have a cup of coffee with me tell me what it is you want to know uh tell me and and um you know everyone who's been in the business started somewhere and they love to help people you know they don't want don't don't ask me for a job but ask me you know how do i get started with something or ask me what do you know about solar? What do you know about water conservation? What do you know about efficiency? What do you think is the most important things to do? That's the advice that I give is, is get out, talk, 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 and then do a, do a number of business plans and, and figure out which way to go. And then once you land on one, then just do it. <laughs> Don't worry about succeeding or failing. Just do it. No, that's, that's honestly perfect advice. Honestly, like I wish I kind of heard that from, you know, three, four years ago, because one, nowadays there's so much information available, you know, whether it's a book you can buy and have at your doorstep the next day for, you know, $15, $20 online courses, you know, that you can take at your own time when you're free, um, free YouTube mm -hmm. videos. There's so much information out there that you have to just go out there and, and actively find it and do your research. And then, you know, one thing um, that really helped me when I was getting my business up and running was yeah, I had the idea, but I mapped out basically a three month, six month, one year, five year, 10 year plan of exactly where I wanted to kind of run the business. And then what I also do every day is I write down my to do list of every single thing I need to do. And 
in my experience, when you're kind of running things on a day-to-day basis, you don't really see, you know, the growth. You're doing all of these little things, kind of what you mentioned, like just go out and do it. You're just doing these little things. But then every once in a while, I'll take out that, you know, that plan and six months will have gone by and I'll say, whoa, we actually achieved what that plan was. It's pretty amazing to look at. Um, and then things change and you alter along the way. But if you have kind of that big picture vision and you're always taking those little steps to get there, um, it adds up. So it's, that's really, really great information. Um, where, uh, like, where do you kind of see overall from the entrepreneur side, from the, the investor side, the clean tech, renewable energy space going, where is it right now? And where do you kind of see it within the next five, 10 years? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think that, that uh, first, there's so many great ideas out there. And, and I'll tell you one thing that's wonderful about uh, going back to school, like the Stanford when, when I was there, is looking at all the young people who are, uh, have, have fantastic energy and excitement and uh, the engineering ideas that are coming out are fast and furious. And they're, they're really wonderful. So I look at um, the, the, the biggest thing in it, very generalized, is efficiency. I think that um, you know we're, we've gotten into a point where you look at, at solar, for instance, and uh, solar now has uh, crossed over the point where it is competitive with fossil fuel uh, generation. So um, it, we're no longer in that issue of you have to pay more to get electricity from that. Um, and, and that's by uh, long, many, many years of slowly increasing efficiency. Keep going on that. There's plenty more efficiency to get out of that. You spoke just before we, we, uh, we um, uh, got on this, this call about people working on the infrastructure to handle solar panels sitting on roofs. Um, where, you know, the, the difference in power that you can get by being able to move them slowly as the sun moves is a, is a big deal. That, that changed the efficiency. So changing these efficiencies of things like solar, wind, uh, water usage, um, those kinds of things that, you know, reducing the amount of gas you need to, to run something that you are, you're using that's a, that is a fossil fuel. Um, 1% efficiency increase can make a huge difference. One of the differences that, in, that I saw as an investor in technologies, um, 1% might not make a big a difference. You know, you buy a new phone, you don't care if you get 1% more uh, speed or whatever. You care about 50% or 100%. But when you're talking about power and energy usage and uh, fossil fuel usage or any kind of resource usage, um, these are such big numbers that 1% makes a huge difference in the number of uh, in the carbon footprint, you know, the amount of CO2 that we can handle in the atmosphere. So every one of those things is, is a big deal. Focus on that. Focus on what can you improve even slightly um, and, uh, and, and drive that into commercial realization. You'll find out that quickly small increases in, in efficiency make a big difference in your bottom line as well in being able to sell things, especially once you've crossed over into competitiveness versus, uh, you know, premium kinds of uh, pricing. Yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, you think about 1% efficiency over time and, you know, in an industry as big as the renewable energy industry, and that can have, you know, billion, billion, trillion dollar, you know, effects on the planet, both on a, um, you know, commercialization side, but also on the, you know, the actual environmental side too. So, uh, that's great information. Um, 
I've never actually pursued investments in my own uh, company. I've, I basically started it myself, invested it in myself and grew it, you know, by reinvesting profits and revenue. Um, but I've always been fascinated by, you know, kind of getting investments to start a company. And I know, um, it's important for a lot of, you know, a lot of companies when there's hardware involved or, you know, really, um, you know, you need a lot of experts to come in. So for someone who's never done that, like what is some advice that you would say for someone who wants to approach investors? What's some advice that you would give? Um, how do you approach someone like you? What would I, what should I come with so that I'm, you know, most likely to get an investment and what's that kind of process look like? Cause I've never been through it and yeah. I'm sure a lot of haven't but are interested in going along that route sure uh you know the i have to say the first thing is i, I know this is going to sound a little broken record but but do the business plan first because it depends on your business plan on who you actually want to approach how much money you need and how they're going to receive your your uh, your request you know i get a lot of a lot of incoming unsolicited email that says hey i got a great idea it's this, uh, what do you think about it? And it's like, well, you didn't tell me anything about it other than it's a great idea. There's, you know, as I said, there's, uh, there's a million ideas out there, but turning them into a business is a whole different thing. Some of them, like what you did, is a perfectly valid way to start a business, and that's called bootstrapping. So that is taking, you know, your profits from a little bit, putting them back in, building up a little bit more profit, then putting that back in and continuing to build your, your brand and your company. Um, that's a perfectly well-run uh, way to do that. And some businesses lend themselves well to that kind of model. Other businesses lend themselves to something where you need some money, but not very much. Maybe you need friends and family money. Um, that's easy to get uh, sometimes. <laughs> Again, if you have a plan and you can describe it, um, and, and you don't mind losing friends and family when you don't return their money to them, um, that's one way to do it. Uh, but but uh, then there's there's angels like I am that um, sometimes invest in companies that are going to be moderate sized. But most of my investments and investments that you might get from a venture capitalist are going to be for really big ideas. And these are ideas that they take a lot of money, but they uh, they're billion dollar companies. They're not um, you know million dollar companies, mm -hmm. which is would be a small kind of company to do. So it's it's really plan it, figure out, know how much you need uh, and to do what. And then when does that either get you to a point where you can raise more money at a higher valuation or when it begins to uh, bring money back into you that you can reinvest into the company. So uh, really it's, it's the planning and figuring out um, what size company you're going to get to and what your goals are. Do you want to just sell the technology? Do you just want to uh, have a lifestyle business? Do you want to make it a public company and, and go independent? Those are all different uh, ways of looking at it. You have to kind of know that before you approach the first investor, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Seriously, great information. Um, are you able, and feel free to say no, are you able to share any um, companies that you've invested in that you're really passionate about? Uh, you know, I, I love a whole body, a bunch of companies. So um, so I, I have two kinds of directions. One of them is, uh, is, is clean tech and there's a bunch of different companies that I'll mention in a second. Um, and the other side is, uh, is for health and, and, uh, and for medical devices and things that are going to make us, um, 
more more healthy. So uh, what I want to say while I'm on that just quickly is that um, environmental investment is more than just technologies that are going to improve uh, certain kinds of efficiencies that I was mentioning before. Um, they're also for human health, right? I mean, one of the reasons that we care about the, the environment um, is our health. Uh, maybe that's the only reason. It's maybe our health and our kids' health and our grandkids' health um, and future generations. And so anything that you can do that's gonna be help, help, helping our health um, is also helping the planet as well. So these are where some of my um, uh, my initiatives is to work on trying to get uh, even my own town to have walking streets, uh, get people to do bicycling and walking and park and walk instead of trying to drive up to the parking spot in front of the building that you're going to. Um, these are all encouraging. They're not only good for the environment, they're good for your health, which is also good for the environment in the future. Um, so some of the things that I've invested in uh, you know, in, in, I worked in Sweden for a while. I, um, I mentioned that I went there for doing a solar thing. Uh, I invested in a company that's doing water saving right now called Orbital Systems. And it, it created a shower that, uh, that uses, that recirculates the water and filters it and cleans it before it's recirculated. So you use less water and you use less power to heat it since you're recirculating warm water instead of trying to reheat cold water or heat up cold water from, from scratch. Um, I invest in a company called Swap.com, which um, is a different way of looking at uh, how do you help clean energy and clean, clean tech by reusing and recycling things, right? It's the eBay, but it's a, uh, it's a way of swapping clothing and other materials that you've used. And so you use a lot less energy because you're not creating everything new. You're not using the, our disposable economy as, as, as much. Um, invested in a company called Wadi, which is a, um, a efficiency of electrical usage inside a house. Um, and Enersize is a is a company that um, is another one that uh, increased the efficiency for industrial compressors. So again, on the efficiency side of things, um, and you know, my companies that I've had in the past that are that are no longer uh, Solvoltaics, which was the, um, the solar company that created, used very high technology. So this is gallium arsenide nanowires uh, to improve the efficiency of solar panels and uh, in intimatics and, and optostring, which are in LEDs and in inverters and those kinds of things. So many, many different, different ideas. They just keep coming. Yeah, no, that's amazing. We, uh, for those of you who are listening, we're big fans of Sweden. One of our sponsors on the show is a company called Triwa. They make, uh, it's a Swedish watch company that makes watches from recycled ocean plastic. So huge Great. fan of Sweden. Um, we just had a big, huge shoot with uh, the Swedish American San Diego um, Chamber of Commerce last week. Uh, so all about that life. They're, they're doing some great things over there. Um, and it's, it's fascinating to hear kind of, you know, your investments too. Um, well, first off, Dave, I want to thank you for taking the time. I could talk about this stuff all day, but it's it's a Friday morning. I want to be mindful of your time as well. Um, let's wrap this up with one, you know, actually two things. One, for the average person, you know, what could you say um, who wants to be a little bit more environmentally friendly, a little bit more sustainable? I mean, what you mentioned of even just working with your community and getting more walking part, you know, walking paths is, is big. Um, not everyone has the idea or wants to start a billion dollar company 
but they do want to get involved. Um, what's a piece of advice that you could give to them? Well, first, do anything little. Don't worry about, you know, sometimes people say, oh, don't bother doing it. It's, it's not going to make a difference because it's just one little thing. Just change small habits. Uh, as we said, walk a little bit more uh, to the grocery store or to uh, the, the local store instead of driving. Um, bicycle. Get a bicycle with a basket in front of it. I know it might look dorky, but you know what? Put a backpack on and carry your stuff. Um, those things make a really big difference, not only in the, in the fuel that you're not using, but also in your health, which is going to be better for the environment because you're not going to use all the resources that you would be using if you're getting heavier or you're, you have other medical problems. Um, so those are the kinds of things. Uh, you know, I just got, I happen to have, uh, I, I'm, I'm ashamed, but I don't have a choice right now. I have gas heat right in my house. So instead, yesterday I bought a little electric heater for the room that I'm using right now. And so I don't have to heat up the house. These little things, when done on a massive scale, make a very, very large difference. So just do little things. And as you said, I really like the idea of getting involved in the community, trying to make a difference in making someplace in your town more accessible to bicycles and, and walking. That's great information. And, you know, you touched on two things that I think are really important. One is not everybody's perfect. You know, not everybody can afford to drive an electric vehicle at the moment or install solar panels, but little things, you know, that you're capable of doing go a long way. And then, as you mentioned, when everybody does those little things on a massive scale, it really adds up. Um, so great stuff. Dave, I don't want you to get inundated with, you know, pitches or anything, but um, what's, if you'd like to kind of plug anything or push anyone in a direction to whether to reach out to you or support anything you're working on, is there anything you'd like to um, give a shout out to? You know, you're welcome to contact me at david at or on my LinkedIn. Um, I sometimes can't answer everything and I apologize in advance if I'm either slow or I'm, I'm dense. Um, if you have something really important, just keep sending me something. I'll eventually get to it or I'll recognize that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to uh, listen and, and certainly encourage people who are starting new companies. Anyway. Awesome. Yeah, seriously, great episode. Dave, thank you again for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Dylan. And thank you to everyone um, who tuned into this episode. Uh, really, you know, appreciate the support that you have for the show. Our goal each and every episode is to speak with people like Dave who have a passion for sustainability and um, are experts in their space. And we can just, you know, pick their brain, get some information from them and apply it to our lives so that we can all live a little bit more environmentally friendly. So again, thank you. We know there's a lot of media out there that you can choose to um, listen and support. So we will always work hard to bring you the best people. And again, we appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next episode of Going Green.